Hey everyone, this is Rob T from the IMO Podcast with Rob T. I'm also on the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast and I co-host the Shield Bearers Podcast. I want to talk to you small business owners out there. I'd love to help you out with my platform by producing an ad for you and advertising it on all of my podcasts. You can hear my podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon, just to name a few. All you have to do is contact me and we can talk about a sponsorship. If this sounds like something that will interest you, shoot me an email at i.m.o.podcast22 at gmail.com. That's i.m.o.podcast22 at gmail.com. Let's work together and help each other grow. Welcome to Shield Bears Podcast. I'm your host, Big D, and here with Rob T. And he today, said America. America. Howdy, America. Man, it's just, I got to. There's so much crap going on. It's just, oh, God. Um, but no, uh, yeah, we may BS a little bit about current events today. But no, uh, today we're going to be talking about self-image and how it affects you. Before we talk about that, though, you, you mentioned how there's a lot of crap going on today did you happen to hear the podcast i i did i did a not yet oh my god that that is on my agenda to do tomorrow while i'm at work bro that that podcast was so good and so much fun to do walt and i got into a very very good discussion just about the state of this country and it was so much fun like I before I knew it, I looked at the timer and I'm like, "Holy crap, we're already at an hour!" <laughs> it was great, man. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. I'm saying, whenever you have Walt on, it's got to be a series because, like, man, when just he comes into the gym every day, we'll just shoot the shit and we're like, "All right, we got to stop because I got work to do. You got to work out. Go." But yeah, he's he knows his stuff, man. He researches, he reads, he's aware, and, and like, it's just you you go you go down that rabbit hole with him. And but the thing is, it's not just a bunch of talk. Like he actually has things to, to back it up exactly exactly and 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 he had a lot to say and uh it was just a fascinating discussion it really was so uh a cheap plug but uh if you want to hear waltz uh Settlemeyer, we had him on the show before people uh he actually came on my new podcast called the imo podcast with rob t check it out we had a discussion about the state of our country and it was just it was a great discussion it was it was awesome so i highly recommend listening to it yeah please do please do um, but no, but today we're going to be talking about self-image and how that affects you. Because, I mean, it affects everything we do, whether you have a positive self-image or negative self-image. You know, it's a, uh, I mean, we all, it all, we all have stories to share. There, there isn't one person that doesn't have something to say when it comes to self-image issues. I mean, you know, like myself, I have people like look at me and like I'm, you know, that say I'm in shape because I work out or whatever. That you know that oh, you, you know, you, there's no way you could have those. Like no, I look in the mirror, I still see that chunky fat guy, or I see the unpopular guy from school or you know things like I have those self-image problems and it's something I deal with. 
you know, and it's like I said, it's something we can all deal with and, and, and learn to overcome. Yeah, but that can that can be not can be. I mean, I think you know this. It's very difficult to do to overcome that negative self-image. Me personally, mine's kind of weird because I have um, I do have a negative self-image physically. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but the weird thing about it is it's like my, my self-image on one hand is is bad, like physically, like I said, but then I have another side of me that has a self-image and I know this is going to sound conceited and I don't mean it to, <laughs> I really don't, but, uh, <laughs> but there's another side of me that's like, oh yeah, I, I know I'm good at this. You know what I mean? Like depending on what it is, like, oh yeah, I know I'm good at that, you know? And I'm not going to apologize for that because I think it's good to have a high, uh, what's the word high view of yourself as long as you're not doing it in a arrogant way uh, like there's, there's a difference between being cocky and arrogant and knowing your worth knowing your value exactly and I think you with certain things that you do you know your value like me like i've been in the fitness industry for 30 years i know my damn value i don't get cocky thinking i'm better than everybody because i mean i i'll be the first to admit there's still things out there i need to learn or i can learn but i know my value you know like it is hard for me to accept when people call me an expert because I'm like, eh, I, st I still don't quite feel like one. But if you go by the definition of how many hours it takes to become an expert, then by definition, yes, I am one, but I still don't believe I am. Right. But I know that I'm good at what I do and I take pride in that. But again, like you said, I'm not cocky or arrogant thinking like, well, oh, the, I, I can't improve or I'm, I'm just the best. Right, exactly. So uh, I think it's good to, to, like I said, have that level of confidence. But I also think uh, it's good, even with that level of confidence, not to think that you couldn't learn more or you couldn't gain more experience. You know, um, I've always felt I don't remember who said it, but there was somebody said it a long time ago and I heard it. And it was basically I think it had to do with guitar players, but it, but it kind of goes with life in general. When you deal with someone that's that has the mentality of, no, oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got this. I got that. And they're not teachable then you don't need to waste your time with people like that because those are people that are not willing to grow. You know, mm -hmm. you got to have a willingness to grow. Like me, I know that I'm good at uh, music, well, but I know there's other musicians out there that are way better than me, right? Like I know I'm not the best drummer in the world, but I know if I get on a stage, I'm going to put on the best show that I know how to put on and it's going to uh, attract people to watch, you know? But mm -hmm. there's still way better drummers than me out there, you know? Um, we were talking about this before we went on the air when it comes to my interviewing skills, I know I've gotten a lot better, you know, and I know that, uh, if I go to a wrestling show and I go to interview a wrestler, I know I'm going to be very good at doing that. You know what I mean? And yes, of course I can improve. Of course there's going to be better people than me out there, but I know I can do it. So I don't have fear in that, you know? Um, so I think it's good to have a good self image when you know, like you said, when you know your worth. It's that okay. negative self-image, man. That's the part that is hard to battle. Um, it is. I mean, it, it's it's a lifelong, you know, it it, it take it's a lifelong of of, of negative feedback and wiring that you have to undo. You know, it's like um, when I was going through therapy and and, and uh, it's like, oh, they give you a list of like things that you are like. You jump to conclusions. You're all or nothing or whatever. It was kind of cool reading that list because I'm like, holy shit, I'm like almost all of these, you know, but it, was, it would be like, say, for instance, as like 
I take pride in being a father. That's my, my biggest number one goal is to be the best father I can be. And it all stems from the fact that I grew up without one. But, um, you know, there'll be times where, like, say, for instance, I would text my daughter or something, and she wouldn't text me back for several hours. I jump to the conclusion, oh, my God, I'm a shitty dad. You know, she doesn't care about me or, or I messed up or, you know, something along those lines. But then it took having to go through therapy and counseling to sit down like, okay, let's, let's measure this out. You know, are you a crappy dad? Or maybe she's busy at work, you know, or maybe her phone's charging. She could be taking a nap or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I see what <laughs> you But we just have that, that somebody planted a seed in your head a long time ago and it's just, it's been watered over and over again, whether it be by other people or by ourselves, that we begin to believe it. And it holds us back, you know? I mean, like, um, I mean, I don't know, like my self-image, and I say like physical self-image, it held me back from doing so many things, you know, until finally I realized that like, you know, I, I'm not, you know, this chunky fat dude anymore like I, I actually started having a little more pride in myself dressing a little better taking grooming myself a little better and it, it affects things you know and, and like um it just depends like you know it's not just physical appearance it could be performance it could be um just your attitude towards life and it's just it's again like i said it's like somehow somewhere that seed was planted and whether it be the circle around you or people that you know of um Oh God, what's the word? Uh, oh, I can't think of the word. It's like th those that you're looking for approval from, you know, like, and, and they're like, say like, it could be your dad or it could be an, your favorite uncle or something. They just say something or constantly kind of jokingly bash on you and it just knocks you down and, and puts you in a place. But it will, it will take a lot of work and effort to try to reprogram that. And one of the biggest things to do is to sit down, maybe do pros and cons, you know, um, for every negative thing that you feel about yourself, okay, find a positive thing. You know, I mean, like, 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 what are some things that helped you? Well, it's funny you talked about uh, somebody planting that seed because mm -hmm. the first thing that really, the first big step I took in realizing why I felt the way I was was understanding where this started. Um, so I can only speak about my upbringing you know, my culture, I don't know how yours is, and it, and it very well could be very similar to, to mine. But um, one of the things that I noticed in my family, uh, in the Hispanic culture especially, is that it's not uncommon for when we're kids, right, we get these little nicknames, you yeah. know, and it, could, and it could come off from appearances, right? Um, you know, we had a like I remember, all my cousins had little nicknames. One of the one of the most popular ones was always like "gordo," which in Spanish means fat, you know. Uh, and they would say things like "my little gordito," which is just kind of an affectionate name, but still saying fat, you know. Or yeah. "my little flaca" or "my little flaco," which means skinny, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of my family members were called those different things. I myself was always called "gordo" growing up, and then on top of that. You have your loved ones, like you mentioned, like, for example, like uncles and stuff. I actually had like my aunt whenever I'd see my aunt, she'd always make a comment about my weight, even looking back on, on pictures of me. Right. From back then, remembering that those were times that she called me fat or overweight in some sense. Right. I wasn't. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. He's like, oh, look at you. You're getting bigger and bigger. You need to put down the fork every now and then. But yet this was the same aunt who about four hours later cooking for the family would be like, like, come mijo, eat, eat more. You know, like it's like make up your mind, you know. Um, and I see that that's where it came from. Even today as adults, uh, I still every now and then will talk to cousins and stuff. We still do it to each other. They call their own kids these mm -hmm. nicknames and what like that. And and I and I honestly believe in their heart of hearts. They don't see that they're doing anything wrong, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but in a sense, it does give you this like complex, you know, and uh, even now in my adult life, uh, granted, I'll give, I'll give my mom credit. She hasn't uh, done it a lot uh, lately, but back in the day, uh, you know, just a, just a few years ago, it was not uncommon. I'd go visit my mom and we'd start talking about just we either God or life. And then at some point or another, she'd go, you know, my friend started going to this new gym. You should really look into going. Mm -hmm. And I'll write of, all of a sudden going back to my weight, you know, yeah. or just coming out and saying, son, what have, what have you been doing? You, you know, you don't look like you're losing any weight. Like just and I get it. It comes from a place of concern, you know, but it don't feel like that a lot of times, you know. So uh, so that was the one thing was was realizing that that's kind of where it started, you know, and then. I kind of did what you talked about. I, I started to look at things that were uh, so instead of looking at the bad, I tried to concentrate on the good. Like it took it took a long time, Daniel, for me to finally do this. But I finally can look at myself in the mirror. Maybe not today. I'm having a real bad hair day. But uh, <laughs> I could finally look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm not ugly. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a decent looking dude. You know, I used to think I was the ugliest thing that God put on this earth. But now I can actually look at myself and say, no. People, if they want to call me ugly, they can, but I'm not really, I'm not ugly. I'm fat. Yeah, I know that, you know, I've gotten to the point now where if someone come and it doesn't happen all the time, but if someone comments on my weight, I just kind of look at them and I go, gee, thanks. I didn't know. I had no clue. I now I can do something about it now. I mean, like, come on, really? You know, but yeah. And, and it's just about kind of looking at the things that are good. And, and to be real, I have a lot more good that outweighs the bat, you know? And so I think you're right. I think we should kind of make a list in a sense and, and concentrate, kind of try to balance out the good for the bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I, I admit like my older kids, I caught myself doing the same thing. Like with Owen, like, Oh, you skinny little guy, you, you know, you, you make an Ethiopian look, look fat, you know, things like that. And then, uh, I can only imagine how that's affected him, you know? And it's like, you know, my daughter, the same thing. Like I would make comments and it was just, you know, just in a playful manner. I wasn't trying to be mean. Right. Like I never purposely say anything mean to my kids. And that's why like I've made it a point with Lincoln and Quinn not to make comments of things like that. Like, you know, like I remember when Lincoln first got his glasses or, or even Elijah, you know, like it, the first instinct was like, Hey, what's up four eyes? You know, but then like, no, I'm not going to do that. Cause I want to encourage him and actually kind of feel like it's, it's, kind of have some pride like hey cool i get to wear glasses now this is awesome you know and it's like uh i have to take the time to explain to him when when they play and like quinn quinn's more athletic than lincoln you know lincoln might be faster at times that's because he's two years older you know and taller but still like quinn will run circles around him and like i'll have to stop and, and explain to him that it's not that it's not that he sucks or anything like that it's just the fact that quinn might be better at this but lincoln's better at that and because I remember, like, with me, I growing up, I wasn't 
told too much about like my physical appearance except for being too tall like a tall tall you know everybody in my family made fun of me for being tall because growing up I, I knew nothing about my father's side of the family but on my mom's side everybody was five nine and shorter here i am like six two so you know i, I was like for a long time i, I always kind of get teased like was i adopted you know what the hell but i was always told hey you're worthless oh you're stupid oh you can't figure that shit out oh um oh well, what good are you and after a while, you start believing, like, wow, what, what good am I? Man, maybe I am stupid. I am pretty, pretty fucking worthless. You know, and though that to me, that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to take away from anybody that went through the physical attacks, or not physical attacks, but like the, the attacks on their physical looks. But I think like that's almost even worse as being told that you're worthless as a human being. Oh, no you doubt. Know? No doubt. My dad, uh, growing up, right, uh, he was very, and before I say this, I want to make it very clear: my dad is not like this anymore. He's he's a completely different man. But as a, but as a kid growing up, my dad was very verbally abusive and very emotionally abusive to us. Uh, there were times like he would be working on the car, for example, and he'd call me out to help him, or you know, well, mainly me because I was the oldest. And there I am holding a flashlight or whatever, or he asked me to go look for something. And I go and look for it. And then if you don't find it, the the automatic comment, man, you're worthless. You're worthless. I don't even know why, you know, I have you out here. You sound like you know how to do any of this stuff. You're worthless. And it gets on you because this is supposed to be your dad. This is supposed to be the person that's supposed to love you and care for you. And if I'm being honest, again, I say this first that my dad is not like this anymore. I want to make that clear. But if I'm being honest as a kid, I didn't feel loved by my dad. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. Um, I felt like he tolerated me uh, as a kid. And I really felt like if it were his choice, he wouldn't <clears> want <throat> me around because I wasn't his real uh, or his blood child. I was, you know, a stepchild, basically. Yeah. Um, to his credit, though, he never once called me his stepson. So I will yeah. give him credit for that. But yeah, man, it was really difficult because that's that's how I felt. I felt very unloved growing up. Uh, yeah. And even from my mom, in a sense, my mom was not, again, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but my mother was not your stereotypical mother, you know, the kind that was what you would consider motherly, right? Um, she was very uh, matter of fact, um, like when uh, I, I've heard stories before about when I was a toddler, or when I was a baby, she wasn't the type to be like, oh, my little baby blood and do the baby talk stuff. She would pick me up from daycare and would tell me about her day. Mm -hmm. It was never baby talk. It was like she would talk to me like I was an equal, even at that young of an age. You know, the ones that would baby me and stuff were my like my grandmother, my aunts and things like that. That's where I kind of got the babiness from. But I never got it from my mom. And she's always been that way. Yeah. You know, so not realizing it at the time, right? Because you're a kid. But as an adult, realizing that, wow, that's it it affects you definitely it molds you and it's good that you're doing that with your boys now because it does we know this now as adults that it molds us into the men that we are you know it does and that's why like what you just said about you know growing up and feeling like that about your dad it like it like dude that just felt like a freaking dagger in my chest because i'm like fuck i hope my oldest ones don't feel and think like that about me because I as I would try to show them love and affection, but at the same time, I would let things slip, or I would treat them in certain certain ways, or I would you know get frustrated and, and lash out and, and say things, and I'm like, 
shit. You know, like, you know, but I had to laugh when you said about the flashlight because that meme where, like, you know, you can tell your generation didn't uh, get yelled at by your dad for holding the flashlight outside on the, on the car. It's like, yeah, I think we've all been there. You know, you can't hold it right. Like, what are you, stupid? Hold it straight. Like, ah, oh, I'm trying. But yeah, you know, but like, that's with me. Like, I mean, I grew up I, I through periods of my life where I had to go through, you know, physical abuse, but my mom, you know, she, when she sobered up, I think that's when it started was with the verbal abuse and the emotional abuse. And it's not, I don't blame her for it. Cause I, I, I understand now that she had mental health issues that went untreated. And so she took it out on me and it's like, I just remember the comments and, and, and the, and the negativity where like she could just suck the joy out of your life. And it just made me it, like, with her comments and the way she treated me, I started seeing the world through her eyes. And that's when I became very negative and very uh, untrusting and very just hateful in a sense. And, um, you know, it's just funny how like those influences will affect us like that. And it just, it does. It's like, it takes a, it takes a, a hard awakening to realize that our, 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 our you know, self image how much it affects us. I mean, because it, it does. It affects your relationships. It affects your job. It affects your performance, everything you do. And that's one thing, even just on a physical, I love with my job as a personal trainer, you know, because I do. I, I don't only deal with people losing weight or getting in shape, but I also try to talk to them about, you know, their mental and, and emotional state, even their spiritual, if they'll let me. But it's, it's, it's awesome when you see someone feel better about themselves, whether it's physical or internal but man like their confidence shoots up they they're like they start you just see them coming out of their shell and they're this whole new person and that's one thing i, I think that it's just uh I, I mean i'm not sure how to fix it i don't know i don't have the answers except for maybe counseling or you know therapy or or books or something but it's just it's one of the ones where like you have to sit down and and, and kind of figure out what the problem is first like you know is it do you want to lose weight because you want to be healthy or do you want to lose weight because you feel like that's the only way you're going to be beautiful? And do you want to, do you feel confident in yourself or do you feel like you're worthless? And if you do, why? Dig, for, it's a phrase I used to use with my clients is called dig for the pain. Like find out what was the cause, what was said or what was done to, 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 to start all that. So, but uh, you know, and it's like, it just takes time. So once you realize it, okay, now you got to dig for the cause of it. Or the root of it and then once you find the root of it you have to deal with that and then you can kind of start moving on yeah and this and this whole thing it is a journey you know because i think for like and i can only speak for myself but i think for a big part of my young life uh i went through like especially my 20s and my early 30s not really getting it not understanding that i was someone who was broken, beaten, and scarred, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and, and that I had to address that before I could really, you know, move forward in a positive way. Yeah. You know, uh, there was a time, especially during my younger age, in my 20s, when I had that victim mentality, where it was more of a poor me, you know, I'm like this because of what I went through as a kid, or, you know, whatever the case may be. It wasn't until my later, probably my later 30s into my 40s, uh, which is not that long ago because I'm 47 now, 
then I finally started to realize like, okay, that's enough, dude. Yeah, you you had a crappy upbringing, but guess what? You can't change that. You can only change now. And basically, are you going to sit there and just, you know, accept what happened to you and cry about it? Or are you just going to say, all right, yeah, this happened to me. I, I, now it's time to move on and I'm not going to hurt anybody else or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Like I really literally had to tell myself that and started taking steps to try to make myself better. And, 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 and honestly, and I tell this to all our listeners out there that are maybe at that point in their life, it is going to be a lot of trial and error. There are things you're going to try because you're going to think, okay, this, this should, this is, I need to do this, or this is how I, and you're going to find out, nope, that wasn't right. And you got to be patient with yourself, but you also, and I think this is really important. You also have to be willing to listen to others when they tell you the truth about yourself. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a quick example. Um, I remember I was at a church uh, one time and it's funny because this happened twice. So the first time was at church, a friend of mine at the church came up to me and he said, Hey man, how you doing? And right away, I just started telling him what was going on in my life at the time, which for at the time I was in a metal band that was mine. And that's basically what I started telling him. And then he cut me off. It was like, wait, wait, stop, stop. And I was just, it freaked me out. Never had that happen before. He looked at me, he goes, I don't care about your band. I asked how you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it took me a moment to realize what he was saying. At first, right away, I was offended. But then after I thought about it, I was like, oh, okay. And then that's when I answered and I was like, yo, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I, I'll never forget that day because in the, in my mind that day, I was going back and forth because part of me was like, freaking asshole, you know, it, it, you know, all pissed off about it. But then I really had to stop and think, what was it he was saying? Thank God for my wife. Cause she's always been the type to really kind of go, hun, stop for a second. Think about what he said. Did anything he say, was it an attack at you? No, it wasn't. He said, the truth. He didn't care about your band. He cared about you. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, the second time something like that happened, it was, it was with a cousin of mine who actually sat down and had a conversation with me. He said, look, I, I just want to tell you that, you know, when you talk to people and stuff like that, you, you're, you're not coming from a place of honesty with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you say all this other stuff, but you never talk about you. And I think it's important for you to have, you know, in order to have better mental health and better emotional health that you need to start sharing. You don't have to share with everybody, but find somebody that you could trust. And man, it was it was it was a real wake up call, you know, to be told all this stuff and to realize that, OK, yeah, you know, and then even even to realize that how selfish I was being, you know, with like my wife, for example, and things like that. Dude, when you find out some truth, the ugly truths about yourself, that's going to really test your mettle because mm -hmm. are you built in a way where you're just automatically going to be offended and just be like, no, nah, screw y'all, you know, whatever. Or are you going to actually listen and be like, yeah, I, I need to be better about this. So it's not easy. No, it's not. And like you said, it's, it's, I'm fortunate enough. Like I have friends around me that aren't going to sugarcoat it. Like they're straight up like, hey, dude, you fucked up or you're screwing up or, or this. And it, like you said, I've been one. 
<laughs> you are you are on that list. But it's hard. Like I said, it's it's like it's insulting because like when they're out, you're like, I thought you were my friend, you know. And it's like, oh wait, but you are my friend. That's why you can be honest with me and not just tell me what I want to hear to try to make me feel better. You 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 are going to tell me what I what I need to hear so I can work to feel better. You know, and it's like, and I'm grateful for that because I remember the first time, like, I had someone kind of just, I was just, same thing. Like, someone asked me what was going on. I just, bleh, And, like, dude, they just, they're like, dude, you, you need to stop, you know. And it's not that I was playing a victim card, but they're like, God, you're just, what's, you're just fucking negative, man. You know, you got this, 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 this. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't remember word for word, but, they, you know, we're, we're pretty upfront about, like, yeah, I understand you got some problems going on, but there's more to it than that. You've also got a lot of good going on and, you know, and then like the next time I talk to them, they're like, uh -uh, no, no, no. You already told me what was wrong. Now tell me what you're going to do about it. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Okay. You know, because it's, it's hard when, you know, and, and when you do talk to people, it's like, like me, I get in a habit where like, if I'm going through like a long phase of just shit going wrong all the time, I get tired of talking about it. Cause like, I don't want to be one of those negative Nancy's or, you know, and it's like, but it's it's refreshing when you have those people around you that are upfront, honest with you, um, can look at you and tell you what's going on or what's wrong, and and not sugarcoated or or be very 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 blunt. I guess is the word, you know. And it's like, um, what was it? I had a a, a while back uh, someone that's become a pretty good friend. Like he came one day and he was like, "Hey, how you doing?" I was like, "I'm I'm doing okay." And he's like, "Don't give me that bullshit answer. How are you doing?" And I'm like. Ah, so then we had a little bit of a discussion, and I remember another time I was just having a horrible day, and I made a comment like, "I just want to, just want to get, I just want to get drunk." And he goes, "Okay, do it." I'm like, "What?" You know, because most people say, "Oh no, don't do that." And he's like, "No," he goes, "I'm going to tell you." He goes, and his advice was kind of weird, but he told me it was something that he was told was as if you're going through a, a dark phase, there's nothing wrong with climbing the bottom of a bottle as long as you don't stay there. I was like, ah, oh, so, okay, I get your stand. He goes, yeah, so if you want to go home, blow off some steam, have a couple of drinks, it's fine, but don't stay there. Work on it. I was like, I, okay. I, I'm a firm believer in that. There was um, right around the time that the uh, Uvalde tragedy happened. Um, I, I want to say it was that weekend, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it just happened to be a weekend where we were going to be home. We weren't going to go anywhere or anything like that. And both my wife and I woke up and we were both like, well, I'm the one that said it. I just like, I don't want to, I, I just don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. And she just looked at me and she's just like, who says you have to? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess you're right. And she's like, look, you, you feel the way you feel. It's understandable. It's okay to be in that place, you know? And she's like, let's have some drinks later. Let's do this later, you know, and and stuff like you said, blow off a little steam about it. But yes, you're right. The most important thing is don't stay there. I think yeah. it's OK to be depressed for a little while. Mm -hmm. You know, it's weird to say, but when you get in that phase, there is some comfort to it, allowing yeah. yourself to feel that low for a short time. Mm -hmm. But yes, staying there too long. It, it, it's very, very destructive. So I can agree with you on that one for sure. Yes, definitely. 
And, and there's nothing wrong with feeling depressed. It's a, it's a regular, normal human emotion. And for anybody to stereotype or think, oh, depression is bad, like, well, it's not great, but it's an emotion. The problem with is when you get stuck in it, you know, and it's, there's, there's, it's, it's just like being in a great mood. I mean, yeah, it's, it would sound great to be in that great mood 24-7, but that's not, a, that's not healthy for you either. you got to experience some love. But if you're in a bad place or a dark place, there's nothing wrong with allowing it to, to, to have that day or that night or whatever and just kind of let it sink in. And, or I always say my depression is that, that, that heavy, warm, comfortable blanket that I'm used to. And I just kind of just in, 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 enrobe myself with it and just kind of dwell. But, uh, you know, it's like, but it does give you time to think. Hopefully it's not on too much dark stuff, but it allows you to think of what's going on but then you've got to start looking for the way out, you know, and, and start dealing with, with the issues um, and, and not get stuck in that rut, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, for sure. Um, we do need to take a break. So okay. we'll take a short break and uh, get this uh, word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll continue discussion about, uh, you know, self-worth, basically. So uh, keep it right here. We'll be right back after this message. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. So we've been talking about basically self worth. Why, why are you smiling? Oh, caffeine's kicking in. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're talking about self worth, um, and basically, I mean, we haven't really gotten to like um, a, 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 the part of the discussion where we kind of start explaining how to help you to keep having self worth. I think we've just been kind of talking about where our own self image, I guess, has come from and whatnot. Um, but maybe that's what we should focus on next. You, you did ask me, though, uh, what are some of the things I did to help me? And right before the break, we were talking about how self-examination, especially when it comes from other people, people you love and stuff, is something that is, number one, very difficult. But, Daniel, I think it's very necessary in order to help helping helping you with your self-image and self-worth. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's important to listen to that. And I, and, and I don't know if I would say that would be the first step but definitely one of the first steps. Yeah. I think one of the first steps is, like you said, or like we've said, is realizing that there is a problem or 
whether it be you're cocky and arrogant or you're have a low self like a low value or a low a low self esteem right you know, and then figure out where it's stemmed from and then kind of work on it like uh if it's a physical thing like if, hey if it's your appearance okay well find ways to make yourself feel better about yourself whether it be dress you know finding an outfit that helps accentuate your looks or maybe going to the gym or you know talking to someone with with, with that uh you know can help you maybe lose weight if that's your goal you know or if it's a a, a self-image issue like a self-esteem issue again find things that you're good at that you enjoy doing that that you know that you 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 either know you're good at or someone has pointed out that you're good at and work on those um Again, a lot of it is just sitting down and figuring out what's causing that self-image issue. And whether if if you're cocky and arrogant, okay, then you need to learn through daily exercises or daily, you know, thought processing of keeping your ego in check. You know, knowing that you're not better than anybody. Um, it's just it's going to be hard. I, I think that's kind of hard because when people are just so cocky, they don't they 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 don't see it. They refuse to see it, and it takes a huge ego check from someone to finally put them in their place. Right. And I don't think that's something they can do themselves. I think that's just going to take a life event that's going to make it happen. Um, but I think for people that have low self esteem issues, uh, I don't think that's an, an issue. I don't think that's an area where it, it's going to take outside influence to, to change that. I think it's going to take a point where you're going to have to say enough is enough and work on those things. Like I said, whether it be finding things that you're good at or just kind of start start journaling and writing down your thoughts, you know, and, and start looking at things that you're good at and, and working on those. Um, maybe pick up a new hobby or, or something. But um, I wish I had the answers to this one, man. Like, like I said, it's yeah. like at least some ideas, but I'm like, man, what, what really works? What can help you improve your self-image? I think you bring uh, up an interesting one, though, because I, I wasn't even considering people that have like a a, a high self-esteem, right? Or, or like you said, the the cockiness and stuff. The first question that comes to my mind when it comes to somebody like that is, I wonder if they even realize they have a problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I have someone that I know uh, personally who considers his attitude as just being honest right mm -hmm. uh where he where he calls out people because of stuff they've done or and i'll just use myself as an example he's called out past behaviors that i've had and in all fairness yeah he's he's he was right in the things that he called out or whatever but he does it in spite of himself meaning it's almost like he does it to make himself look better yeah. or you know what I mean? And, and, and it's like, I wonder sometimes, especially about this particular person that I'm talking about, if he even realizes he has a problem, you know, like, does he really, or does he really think that I've got my shit together so much that, you know, I can call this out or whatever. It, it just really yeah. weird to me. Well, I, I think with people like that, <laughs> there's two, different, there's two different types. One is, one where they don't realize they have a problem and they think they really have their shit together when they don't and they like to just point out everybody else's flaws and then there's <laughs> then there's those that again have underlying low self-esteem but make themselves feel better by bringing others down or pointing out others flaws right so i think 
catch 22 there's like there's just two different types so it's just it's hard to figure out like what which one that is now if you are one of those ones where you just feel like everything's great perfect in your life and you you know you're just perfect that's something that's a person that like okay we're gonna have to check your ego at the door and 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 i'm not saying they gotta like focus on like oh my god i do i am a screw up it's like no but we just gotta knock you down a notch and bring you down to reality where you aren't better than anybody and then you have those that are just have the underlying low self-esteem that just try to knock everybody to bring themselves down that's those are the people that need to work on themselves and realize that they're not you know that they're not perfect and, and that they need to work on themselves instead of just knocking everybody else yeah uh, but, i was gonna say i was gonna say i think it's um for those people that you're you're talking about before the first group i i think that's the challenge because I personally like to think that in inherently everybody has a good heart for mm -hmm. the most part, right? Don't get me wrong. I know there are those psychopaths that, that don't. Yeah. I get it. But for the most part, I think in, inherently everybody has a good heart. And especially about the person that I'm thinking about right now, I know this person well enough to know that deep down inside, I know they have a good heart, right? And but And that's why sometimes I question why why this person is the way that they are because i really do think this person is the type of person that wouldn't on purpose right hurt somebody you know like they wouldn't go out and stab you because they know it's going to hurt you and they know it's wrong they they know right from wrong right yeah. but yet this person is willing to go and emotionally break you down and not think twice about it and that's the part that always confuses me about this specific person. You know, it's like, really? Like, and especially, and especially when it's somebody that you love, that mm -hmm. you're, that you're close to, you know, or let's say a family member, right? Like I get being angry, right? Cause yeah, let's be honest, you know, with family, sometimes family pisses us off. I get yeah. being angry, but, but to really go, like I've been mad before at my family, you know, I'll be honest. There's certain members of my family right now that technically I'm still kind of pissed off at, but I would never wish ill will on them. I would never intentionally hurt them. And I guess I, I just have a hard time believing that these people do it intentionally. I, I really think most of the time they, they think they're doing right and not realizing that they're not, you know? And I, I think with people like that, I think they're just very possibly too blunt. I won't, or I won't say too honest, but just too blunt, too direct. They don't have that filter. Cause you know, like I've known people like that, that are just upfront and like they come off as rude and they just call it like they see it. And it's like, like for instance, like say person A talks to person B, person B gets hurt, walks off and you're looking at person A, you're like, why are you such a dick? Like, the, you know, like you could have handled that in a way much different, more sensitive man, you know? But, uh, so I think those, those are those people there, but, um, I don't know, but like, like I said, coming back to like, how do how do you help with low self esteem or how to how to help with self esteem issues? Um, again, I think it's not surround yourself with yes men, but surround yourself with people that see value in you, not use you, but see value in you, and are willing to love you and nurture you to try and help bring that value out. You know, find good friends that that'll do that. You know, I mean. Cause you got friends around that like they just they'll knock you, you know. But uh, there's that. There's a again like I, I feel like 
everybody can use some sort of type of counseling or therapy or just someone to talk to. Um, again, and sometimes it just takes that time where you just, you know, almost got to be like, uh, oh, my God, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> have to have those moments in front of the mirror you know like for instance like you said it like you've i don't know if you did it in front of the mirror or not but you sit there and look at yourself and you're like hey, you know what i'm actually not a bad looking dude you know there, there's some people out there uglier than me you know but <laughs> you, know, just, you have to have those moments where like you know listen i'm not i'm I, I may at times feel worthless i may at times feel this way but that doesn't make me who i am and I think that's where we just kind of have to work with the, with the way, the way our, our thought process works. It's all about changing your thought process, staying motivated, staying upbeat, listen to better music, listen to something that keeps you on a positive, positive uh, mindset. Don't let yourself go down that rabbit hole towards the negative and where you start feeling more worthless. If you have people in your life that make you feel that way, hey, Kick them to the curb, man. I mean, maybe talk to them, give them a chance to change. But if you have people that just tear you down and make you feel that way, I don't care if they're blood or not. They don't need to be around you. Cut them from your circle. Um, surround yourself with good people that lift you up and not drag you down. Um, again, have those hard talks with yourself in front of the mirror of, of you know, why do, why do I feel this way? You know, why? And try to come up with the answers and, and again, like, realize that you are beautiful you are smart yeah you might not be a model you might not be a genius you might not this but you're not stupid you're not ugly you're not a loser you're not worthless there, everybody has value and so it's i don't know i'm, I'm on my soapbox here so yeah you know. but no you're making some valid points I, and i think the best one that you're making is and i'll kind of add to it a little bit because you kind of said it in two different parts was surrounding yourself with people that know your your worth right like you said not take advantage of you but know your worth but you also said to cut out those people that for lack of a better word are toxic you know yeah. and, and i love what you said you said even if they're blood or not um because yeah. a lot of times i and i'm one of them right a lot of times we hold on to toxic relationships because they're related to us Right. Or like, that's, well, th that's my brother or that's my sister, you know, or whatever, or that's my mother or that's my father. Right. And it's like, well, I kind of have to, well, no, you don't, you know, even if you want to get spiritual about it, it tells us to forgive, right? Like we're supposed to forgive people. We're supposed to love them. You can forgive someone and love someone and not have them in your life. It's possible to do that. You know, or, what I mean? or, or at least set boundaries. Cause right. like, I know, it was years ago I was seeing a therapist and he, he told me about that. I was like, you need to cut toxic people and negative people out of your life. I was like, wow, I, I never thought about that, you know? And I remember I went home that day and, uh, oh, well, I, I don't know if I was living with my mom or what, but I remember I stopped by her house and we were talking about how therapy went and I told her what he said. Her first comment, oh, I guess that means me. You're cutting me out of your life. And I looked at her and I was like, well, I wasn't planning on it, but with an attitude like that, possibly. And lo and behold, yes, I did. I, I actually removed her from my life for several years. Didn't talk to her, didn't text message, nothing. And then finally, when I came back, I had the courage to set boundaries. So when I walked in the door, we would start talking. The moment it got negative or got toxic, I was like, you know what, mom, I got to go. I love you, but I'm out of here. And then finally, then eventually when I went over, I, I told her, these are my boundaries. You go outside those boundaries, I'm walking out the door. 
You go outside those boundaries, I'm taking your grandchildren out of that door. I'm not, right. I'm not going to allow you to do that to me anymore. And you know what? She didn't change overnight, but over time, we were able to make things work. And we buried the hatchet and had a good relationship. So it's just, it, it takes, like you said, it takes removing that, those negative tox toxic people out of your life and setting boundaries. And again, I think once you set those boundaries with others, you yourself start seeing the value in yourself and that will change things in your own mindset, your own thought process. Because now you're starting to see yourself a little bit worth, you know, or you're starting to see the value in yourself. You're starting to see that you are worth more than what they're doing. And so it, 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 uh, it'll kind of snowball. I think that's, that's a good point because, like, I can speak for myself. Um, I, I, I told you the little story earlier about like my mom. Right. And mm -hmm. so for here recently, um, I made it a point to, if my mom started to go there, I was going to say something. I wasn't just going to stay quiet, you know? And so I did, I started saying something, you know, uh, recently there was an issue where, um, something happened between my brother and I. And that's a whole other story I won't get into. But right away, my mother took his side and came at me and 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 tried to tell me, well, did you ever think of this? And, you know, basically trying to be the mom. Right. And, and this and that. I can respect that. OK, I can respect the fact that maybe in this situation, there were some times that I was viewing things through rose-colored glasses, as they say, or through just my point of view, and I didn't realize his side of it, right? But, uh -huh. and, and, but my point was, the thing that he did, you know, was wrong. Yeah. And, and, and I said, can't you just admit that? You know, right away, you take his side, and you're not even listening to what I'm telling you about how it made me feel and, and this and that you just right away expect me to fall in line with what you're saying take his side and that's it and I was like what he did was wrong and mm -hmm. you know and, and and until that can be basically validated I guess is the word I'm looking for I, I don't want to have this discussion anymore mm -hmm. you know and, and unfortunately after that we didn't talk for a little while uh, but eventually we did um and I've kind of made it a point to make sure I speak up if, if something happens or, you know, I've already kind of made it a, a, a mental note, if you will, that if if I'm with my family and things start to kind of go in a negative way or it starts to get toxic or whatever, I'm out the door. But I will admit the one thing I haven't done, which I'm glad you said it because now it gives me something to really make a goal is I've never sat down with them, you know, my family and said, OK, look. I want to talk. I want to hang. I want to spend time with y'all, but these are my boundaries and mm -hmm. these need to be respected. And if they are, these boundaries are crossed, I'm out the door. You know, well, I've never done that. Well, and see, that's what you have to say, because if you don't tell them, they don't know if they're, they don't know what their limits are. Right. And then when you, you get pissed off walking out the door, they're going to be like, what the hell did I do? What did I do? What? Oh, he's just overreacting. Or, no, it's like, no, these are my boundaries. You know, and then still, and by expressing to them what your boundaries are, you might even realize where they're coming from. And okay, so now instead of your boundaries being here, it's like, okay, my boundaries are here. Or or maybe they'll come in more. I don't know, you know. But it's one of the ones, it's like you've got to express what your boundaries are 
or like I tell my kids, you got to tell me what's wrong before I can fix it. If you don't tell me what's wrong, I can't fix it. And so that's almost the same sense. So it's like, it's just one of the ones where when it comes to either negative or toxic people, you have to, I mean, you can just cut them out altogether if you want, or at least give them the opportunity, have that hard talk with them, say, hey, here's my boundaries. This is what I will not allow. And as long as we can stay within that, then we can keep our relationship going. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, we're supposed to love other people. We're supposed to be there for people. But I don't think it's 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 healthy to neglect ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. we have to really look out for ourselves or we're not going to be worth to anybody that we love, yep. you know, because that's going to affect us. It's going to affect our self-esteem, the way we feel about ourselves. And um, I think a lot of times we especially guys like you and I, because we care about other people so easily mm-hmm. that we tend to forget to care about ourselves. Yep. I know I know that I'm guilty of that. I'll care more about what someone else is going through. And here I am going through crap, but I won't say anything because I don't want to come off as a burden or I don't want to come off as a crybaby or anything like that, you know? So um, I think it is important and that is something that we should do on the regular, you know, make that boundary with those that we care about and things like that. And just at the end of the day, I think it'll make, it should anyway, make relationships better. And here's the thing. If you creating or, or stating your boundaries brings a, a response of, ah, or, you know, what? well, now you know, okay, if you're not going to respect that, then see ya. Yep. You know what I mean? And and you have to be willing to do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll be honest with you on this one. I was really worried because I had to do that with a member of my family where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. All I get with you is negativity. Um, I've tried so many times to make this relationship work. It, it just ain't going to work. So I basically have gotten to the point where I'm like, I love you. I forgive you, but I could care less about what's going on with you anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I do not care anymore. And, and it was really difficult for me to make that decision because it it could possibly mean that I wouldn't see uh, my niece. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and so that part hurt. That part was bad for me. But I get I, I just kind of told myself, well, eventually she'll get to the age where she will understand. And then all I can do is hope that when that time comes, I can actually have a sit down, sit down conversation with her and explain my side, right? Like, okay, look, this is why, or, you know, your dad and I, we kind of had a falling out or whatever the case may be and just kind of explain my side. Yeah, it's going to suck, but you know, it it is what it is. And sometimes you do have to make those hard decisions, but I got to thank God, man, because um, my niece's mom reached out to me and I won't get all into it or anything, but she basically said, I don't care what's going on with you and, you know, her dad, your brother, but whenever you want to see your niece, you just let me know and your niece and you can, because you don't take love away from a child. And when I heard that, I was just like, Oh, thank God. So, uh, we actually got to see her. Uh, I put up pictures. I don't know if you saw it on my, my Facebook, Mm -hmm. but, uh, we actually got to see her on Friday to celebrate her birthday. And it was so nice. And it was just so awesome to see my little niece and to be able to give her her birthday gift. And, you know, she brought so much joy to me and to Melissa, uh, I don't think I've ever seen Melissa so giddy, 
she just kept she just kept smiling and and you know just seeing my niece's reactions to things and mm-hmm. um my niece told us a joke that just bro have you ever heard a joke from a five-year-old yes they're usually pretty stupid let's be honest yeah right okay Treat. so <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you got to do the fake laugh so my little niece tells me you want to hear a joke and i'm like sure and she says what do you call an elephant that doesn't matter and i was like i don't know again thinking i'm gonna hear a stupid answer i'm not trying to i'm not trying to dog on little kids but let's be honest they're kind of silly answers silly punchlines. and so she says what do you call an elephant that doesn't matter so i said i don't know she says irrelevant <laughs> exactly i actually laughed i was like <laughs> i was like go ahead no, no i got called out by lincoln one day because really? he was lincoln tells me some cheesy jokes man just, just some just cheesy jokes and uh i mean don't get me wrong he's got some clever ones but there's some cheesy ones and one day like, he just called me out because he said he told me a joke i kind of did the whole fake laugh thing he goes daddy i was like yeah he goes are my jokes not funny i'm like what do you mean buddy he goes because he goes, because you, you do the fake laugh. And I'm like, what? No, I don't. That's a real laugh, buddy. No. He's like, I'm like, oh, damn it. It's like, you got me. Yeah. That is awesome. I got bust. Yeah. So basically my point is, is that, you know, sometimes that decision to, to have better mental health, better emotional health will cause you to make certain sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, you do kind of have to weigh it out, no doubt. But at the end of the day, again, we go back to self-worth, right? At the end of the day, you got to realize your self-worth and that you deserve to, to, to be loved. You deserve to be treated good by those closest to you. You know, mm-hmm. bottom line is this, nobody deserves to be treated like shit. Nobody, no. nobody no. does. And and we have to realize that I don't care what you've done in your life, right? Um, I don't mean to, I don't mean to uh, poke at you, but I remember one time when you were going through your your divorce and everything, you had made a comment to me about, well, maybe I deserve this because I've been such a shitty husband. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you, it's like it doesn't matter, dude. You know, it, it goes back to the story of, of of Jesus. You know, he died for all our sins. He doesn't care mm-hmm. about what we did in the past. When we come to him, he forgives those sins and he cleanses us of those sins. And we're now made new creations in, through his sacrifice. You know, so if the son of God doesn't give a damn about what you did in the past, why should I? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's and that's the, that's the bottom line is that I don't care what you've done, who you've hurt or anything you know if you've done your part to seek forgiveness have shown remorse and are truly sorry for that then yeah man you you don't you don't deserve to be treated like crap bottom line anybody anybody yeah no i agree i remember that conversation with you and i i feel the same way and i i still to this day i have my moments where like man maybe i just deserve this whatever i'm going through at the time because of whatever and i have to remind myself it's like no i don't you know, it's just, it's, it's not that I don't deserve, if I screw up, it's not that I don't deserve someone's, I won't say hatred, but like, say if, like, say for instance, if I hurt you, I'm not saying I don't deserve you being upset and hurt back to me or, or angry at me. I just, if, as, like you said, though, like, I, I see I went wrong. I've apologized. I've, I've shown remorse. I'm, I'm seeking forgiveness. So I don't, then at that point, I feel like I don't deserve to have continue 
hatred thrown at me or, or mistreatment or anything like that because it's true and it also falls back to that one where when you're angry with someone the only person you're hurting is yourself you're not hurting them they could i mean there's almost comes to a point where depending they could care less yeah it's like honestly like if they've if they've repented I won't say that they care. They they couldn't. They could. Is it could or couldn't care less? They couldn't either, care. Either one. Yeah. It's not that they couldn't care less. It's they've repented. They've moved on. And so now it's up to you to do the same. But then there's also those out there that like kind of just burn bridges, don't give a shit. And so like you can hold on to that anger and hatred for a lifetime, and they're they're honestly probably not even giving you a second thought. You know? yeah, so it's yeah. And and there's one thing I want to make really clear. So there's a difference between consequences of your actions or consequences of your sin, right? If you're a Christian, you hear that all the time. The consequences of your action, the difference between that and what we're talking about, okay? So like, for example, again, I'll use you as an example, right? So the consequences of your actions are the fact that now when you see your kids, it's it's on scheduled times, right? <laughs> And that's a consequence of of choosing what you chose, okay? Yeah. But having constant spite and hatred from your kids, and I'm not saying they're doing that. I'm just using this as an example. Um, constant hatred and spite from your kids, no, you don't deserve that, you know, because you did what you did. You repented from it. You asked for forgiveness. You apologized, right? Now, the other person doesn't want to forgive you or the other person doesn't want to accept that that's on them yeah and this is for anything not just your situation my situation anything right that's on them so no you don't so if you go if i'm going to somebody that i've already asked forgiveness from and i'm like hey how's it going how you doing and then they respond to me like well i'm still dealing with you because you're still such an asshole or whatever the case may be and this has been going on for the longest time i can then say you know what I've already asked your forgiveness. I've already apologized. I cannot apologize anymore. If this is how it's going to be with us, then God bless you. Time to yeah. move on. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's the bottom line. And that's exactly the situation since, since I brought it up that I'm going through with my brother. You know, yeah. he said things that 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 he he's hurt me with and I've retaliated and I've said things and, and stuff. And it finally got to the point where it's like, I can't do this anymore. I love you. You know, and, and and I hope nothing but the best for you. And I do forgive you, but I can't with you no more, man. So you just you want to yeah. I mean, you want to act like I don't exist. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and I even got I even took it as far as saying, as far as I'm concerned, I have you know two brothers and a sister. Well, technically, I have uh, four because I have the other side of my family. But speaking of the ones that I grew up with, I'm just like I have two brothers and a sister. And, you know, that's just how I see it. Uh, I know I have a third, but it's just that's what I choose because my mental health and my emotional health means a lot more to me than to have to put up with that bottom mm -hmm. line. Yeah. And as I said, it's again, that's just some tough choices we have to go through. And that's where, again, we're removing things in our life that causes that that low self-esteem or those or those those low, low sense of value. Um, and like I said, it's just. It's, it's tough choices cutting people out of your life. It's tough choices changing how you see things. And it's, it's, it, it is. It just, it's, it's, again, it all falls back down on tough choices, man. And it's, uh, it all starts with sitting down, having a long look in the mirror, and kind of trying to figure out the type of person you are. And 
I think it really comes down to finally sitting down and deciding that I want to be a better person. Right. It's like, I think that's just, to me, it's, it's surprisingly where like, I think that's something that a lot of people don't really think about is wanting to be a better person. Because even if you are say in a good situation, you've got a good life, you got like, wait, there are probably ways you can still improve on to be better, you know? And it's, uh, again, it just falls on back. Like what we're trying to do here, make a calling of for men to step up to be better men. You know, I don't care if you've got a great marriage, you can improve it. I don't care if you've got, uh, if you're a great business leader, you can be better. I don't care if you're a good brother, you can be better, you know? And it's like, we just have to sit down and I don't care if you're down here at the bottom, if you're up at the top or somewhere in the middle, you need yeah. to sit down ways of, of, what can I do to be better? Whether it be, do, how can I value myself better? Or how can I be of a better value to those around me? Yeah, so, um, and I will say this, and honestly, this is what I'm about to say could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. But you know, through this whole thing that we're talking about, I do also understand that one of the biggest, probably the hardest decisions to make as far as choosing what's best for you, your emotional health and your mental health, um, with an outs not an outsider but like for example like i was saying my brother right mm -hmm. that that decision is already hard right it's already going to be hard but i'm not uh we haven't even mentioned about what if it's a spouse right um <laughs> yeah because like like i am currently going through you know something myself where mm -hmm. for the longest time i i, I was like man, I'm not getting any uh, any love. I feel like uh, I'm not getting any affection and stuff like that. And, th and the thing of it is, is that when it's somebody that's that close, when it's your spouse, right? It cuts mm -hmm. a little deeper, yes. But at the same time, it's not as cut and dry uh, as mm -hmm. just cutting it cutting it off and whatever. Yeah. Because, because what I discovered for myself, not to put, you know, our business out there or anything but for myself i discovered i want these things from her i want this we'll use this as an example i want to feel loved from her and mm -hmm. then there are times when she doesn't even love herself yeah. so how can i expect her to love me if she can't even love herself right so i think when it comes to to relationships in in like marriages or significant others if you will it's a little bit more than just looking in the mirror it's looking in the mirror, yes, and seeing yourself, but you also got to look at your significant other and really see what are they going through, right? Because to me, just cutting that off and moving forward, um, if you haven't tried to work, right? I'm not talking about just if the kitchen gets too hot, oh, I'm just going to leave, right? Find out why it's hot in that, yep. in that particular point, right? In that particular aspect of it. Find out what's going on because to me, that relationship between a husband and a wife or a significant other, however you want to say it, is a little bit more, God, I don't want to use the word serious because I think our relationships are serious, right? But a little bit more sacred, I, yeah. I'll use that word, and require a lot more attention and work and and not just cutting things off. Like you oh. really, you really need to work at it and work at it and work at it until you're like, okay, I can't work at this anymore. And you and I have both been there. We've both mm -hmm. been in relationships where we felt like, all right, I've done everything I can in this. I, I really can't do it anymore. I really need to say I'm done, yeah. you know? But yeah, I, I, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's where I, I really, it all comes, uh, uh, that, move, that movie in the book Fireproof comes back to mind. 
you know, and I mean, and like you said, it's, it's totally different when it's a spouse or significant other. Because, again, it's not like you can just cut them unless they are truly, truly, truly toxic. But I, I think at that point is where you do have to look at what they're going through. Like you said, you have to look at what they're going through, understand them. And I think it's communication, which we all fail on. I don't care how good we are. We always fail in that communication part. I suck at it, I'll admit. Um, but it's it's also, I think, where you have to – you can't change them. You can only change you. And one thing and, – and this isn't the case. This isn't the, the, the facts in all cases, but I do know in a lot of ways where, you know, I'm, I'm just going to – I'm going to use you as an example, but not like with your situation. But like, for instance, if all you can do is if you want to feel loved by your wife, and these are, these are things that you want from her, you can express yourself so she knows what you're seeking. But then all you can do is be the best loving husband you can for her. And in, and, and in, not, that she'll, not that you're doing it so she'll reciprocate, but that's all you can focus on is you can't make her a better wife. All you can focus on is loving her unconditionally and being the best husband you can. Exactly. And again, if all is perfect in the world, she will be the best loving wife and give that back to you. You know, and it's like, cause it, uh, again, it just all falls on back and you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. And instead of pointing the finger at like you, 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 this is what I need. Change your focus on, okay, what can I give her? Because the thing is, is if she's in a spot where she doesn't love herself and she's in a dark spot, it's going to take you showering her with love and watering that and planting that seed, and in return it will grow, and then finally you'll get to bear that fruit. I think that, I mean, that's my opinion. I think, you know, and that's where a lot of us go wrong in marriages and, 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 uh, uh, relationships is because we get so focused on what that person isn't giving us we stop focusing on what we're to give them you know and i think i'm guilty of it we're all guilty of it and uh again but like you said though it's 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 not like i mean i think that is a problem today is too many people they just one little argument or just they just button heads like you know what i'm out i'm divorced i'm walking out the door see you later and on to the next one right right and so that I mean, we're getting kind of on a whole different subject there. But again, that's where I, I, I'm, I can't wait. I have a few people in mind, but I actually want to bring on some couples to, to discuss, like, you know, what they do to get through these hard times or what they've done to make it work, you know. Yeah, that, that'll definitely be a good one uh, for sure. Well, we're coming to the end of, uh, of our time. So um, I guess let's, let's put a nice little bow on this, Daniel, and go ahead and kind of give your final thoughts on everything that we just talked about. Well, self-value is very important. I mean, it, it affects everything in your life from career to relationships to your mental health. And I think that we just, you need to sit down and kind of have a long look at like, you know, what's going on with you. Do you look at how do you value yourself? How do you see yourself? And then work on ways of, of increasing that value to yourself. Um, surround, like we said, surround yourself with positive people that lift you up instead of tearing you down. Um, find positive things in your life, things that you enjoy doing, do them more. And I'm not talking about just hobbies, but just find things that you are good at and nurture them, grow the, grow them, um, spend time with them, start journaling, spend, spend some time in the mirror and, 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 you know, instead of looking in the mirror and looking at all the things you hate about yourself, 
Take, take time every morning, look in the mirror, find one thing that you like about yourself. And then the next day, find something else. And the next day, find something else. You know what? In time, you're going to have a list of things you like about yourself. Focus on that list instead of the other list. You know, because that's, I think that, I mean, that's one thing I've done is in the past is I, I would, I would, and it's not just physical appearance. I would sit there and, and just, I wouldn't necessarily look in the mirror, but it's just a figment, a figment of speech. But I would sit down and pick out one thing I like about myself. Like, what am I good at? Or what do I, what, what am I good at? Okay, I'm good at this. I'm going to write it down. And the next day I'd think of something else. Next day I'm going think of something else. Or if I can't think of anything, I'll look in the mirror. I'm like, what do I like? Mm, okay, well, uh, I like the fact that I'm built X way or whatever, you know. So that way it's, it's you start having a list of positives that hopefully will outgrow the negatives. And so I think that's one thing to do. And then, um, again, just uh, if, if you can't figure out ways to do it, like Rob always tells you, reach out to us. We've got our you know, email. You can message us on, on Instagram or, or Facebook or come by the gym. and I'll shoot the shit with you and we'll figure out something. Because the thing is, is everybody has value. Um, if, if, if you don't think anybody loves you or, or you don't love yourself, well, guess what? Christ still loves you. And I'll, I'll be the first to point it out that, you know, his love is greater than any, any love you'll ever experience in this world. And, and, you know, God created you. He doesn't create junk. He creates everything with a purpose and a value that's unimaginable. And you might be in a point in your life where you haven't realized it, but one day you will. I pray to God you will. And when you do, oh, man, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, very well said. So uh, as you start off your week, just remember that you are worth something. You are not worthless. Um, you're worth enough, like Daniel was just saying. You're worth so much that God sent his only son to die on a cross for you. And that's fact. I don't care if you believe there's no God or not. It doesn't change the fact of the matter that God exists and that he does love you that much. So like Daniel said, even if you don't think anybody loves you, know that God does love you and we love you. You know, yeah. this is why we're doing this podcast because we love you. We don't know you. We may have never even met you, but we love you. And we hope that that comes through every week when we come on here and talk to you. So start your week off, start your Monday off. Great. Start your week off. Great. You got this. We're in this with you. Remember, if you want to shoot us an email, you can do so by emailing us at shieldbearerspodcast at gmail.com. That's shieldbearerspodcast at gmail.com. As I say all the time, if you're in the San Marcos area, go over to Metroflex Gym, visit with Daniel. He'll be there. He'll be more than happy to talk to you. Uh, grab a workout while you're at it. Uh, you'll be glad you did. But just remember, we are here for you. And we know that you can do this. We know that you got this. And we are right there with you. So, Daniel, you got any last words? Just like you said, we're there, we're there with you every step of the way. You know, you're not alone. We're in this together. That's why we are shield bearers. We're there to lift one another up and bring our shields together and form that shield wall. There you go. All right. So thank you for tuning in this week. We look forward to talking with you again next week. So until then, God bless you. We love you. Have a great one. Bye-bye.